right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Fantasy Fishing Preview. Tonight, we got the whole crew back online, and we're going to be diving into Lake Seminole this week. We do have Mr. Wes Logan that's going to join us here in a little bit to give us a little snippet on the inside look of what Lake Seminole is looking like this week. Uh, but boys, last week, Lake Okeechobee returning right around back-to-back weeks. Uh, of course, we got Mr. Boomer from Alpha Angler joining us again, and Mr. Brennan Chapman from Do It Molds, as long as we have the uh, Serious Angler crew up here above. Uh, fellas, any any comments, thoughts, feedback on Lake Okeechobee last week for the Elite event? Hmm. Yeah, I got some feedback. It's all negative. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. That was, uh, <laughs> without a doubt, the worst fantasy outing I've ever had in my life, like, hard <laughs> on. Terrifying. Welcome to the group, buddy. It happens yeah. to us all. Yeah. I'll find it on floor <laughs> position and this was bad, bad conditions, and I'll just hang it up there and not make any more excuses, but it was bad. I will also say that it was the worst fantasy week of my entire <laughs> life. Yes. But for different reasons. <laughs> yes. All right, we're going to throw it out there just so that everybody can start making fun of me because it's rightfully so. So last week, we were going through the picks. Uh, and I had my pick set for the live stream, and I took them off so you guys didn't have to see my lineup. Well, well, Dummy Me is excited for live, and obviously I was traveling for a tournament last week and never put my picks back up. So what surprise did I get when I loaded up my uh, fantasy fishing on day one of the tournament to see how my picks were doing when I saw I was in 25,400-something place with zero percentile? And I was like, wait, what? Like, are all my guys sucking that bad? And I see no picks. Yeah, you idiot. You forgot to add your picks back. So here we are. <laughs> yes, I also still beat Ronnie Moore, even with my, my no picks. Just, just by proxy, you beat Ronnie that's like, Moore. That's like the 100% version of fantasy fishing by faith. Like you were just hoping. That's right. I was hoping nobody would catch him. <laughs> nobody would catch him. <laughs> Pick of the year, boys. <laughs> I like it. Four days of weather cancellations. That's what I. That's what I call. It. <laughs> Love it. But uh, Andy, Deke, any uh, any comments on last week's event on Okeechobee? All I have to say is, when I watched Steve Kennedy crack that first big one on a frog on like an instant replay, I was like, okay, ready to go pick up my boat and get it in the water and go fishing. I'm ready to go throw a frog. Like I'm already <laughs> juiced up for like july bring it on here in the north <laughs> heck yeah that was entertaining dude yeah i mean i mean it was incredible to watch tyler rivette find something on his own man i mean i watched a, a bunch of live this weekend and i always feel so bad for steve kennedy on like just something happening when he's he's like I feel like he's robbed sometimes from from w's but um watching watching rivette i mean just just playing the forward facing game with a jerk bait on fish that he had all to himself. And it was just incredible to me, a big takeaway that I saw too on the final day, the amount of freaking local pressure on those, on those poor guys was uh, ridiculous, man. I get it. Everyone has their own tournament going on. Um, but man, it seemed crowded. Uh, I mean, like when the cameraman's panning and guys are catching seven and eight pounders, it was like, Oh, that's so crushing to these guys that are struggling right now. I'll add another note in there real fast, Adam. When you get live bait around you and you're fishing artificial, it is next to impossible to get them to bite artificial. It happens all the time on Lake Erie when other guides will, like, drag crabs and shiners. Your artificial bite just goes away. 
like they just hone right into the real stuff and you're just like all right we got to move we're out of here <laughs> uh, i will say i experienced the opposite of that i was fun fishing a lake down here in florida last week and there was a guy alive shiner fishing they were like trolling with the bobbers with shiners behind and dude i tell you not like I, I couldn't find a good bite on the lake until I saw them blowing up on their shiners. And this dude straight up like bird dogged them for me. I just started casting way well behind his line and started catching them. <laughs> like, yeah, the dude just showed me where they he were. Was trolling, <laughs> so he was moving around. I'm talking about when they're like stationary, mm. just like sitting in an area and they're around you. They get so keyed in on our like the live bait side that they won't even bite a, like artificial at all. Mm. Do you but, guys see what Matt what Matt Boyd said? Sorry, not to interrupt. Yeah, we got to put it up here. We have it up on the screen. Of did you guys expect Rivet to win uh, the way he did? I think that I I'm gonna jump in here. I'm just gonna say that's the elephant in the room to me. I think mm-hmm. every one of those elites went down there thinking, man, I don't have to worry about live scope. Like it's Okeechobee. Like I think it's the biggest shot out of nowhere. Like Okeechobee just got one on live scope in mm-hmm. the spring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think a lot of guys even thought to do that. Like, yeah, there's crowds, but I'll, I'll frog up. I'll go around and catch them over here. I'll fish a ditch here, or I'll do like Clark and fish out a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, I talked to Paul and I got a couple of those guys. I'm like, what do you think of that? And you can kind of tell everyone's like, eh. I think it's a big deal. Like, right. we just got one on live scope. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. The best anglers in the world. At Okeechobee, like uh, I think that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Adam. No, I mean, uh, I, I, dude, I think it is. I think the the one thing to remember though is that everyone else in the top ten wasn't using it, which doesn't mean necessarily that it was like a a strict live scope deal. But it's like it was it was awesome to watch. I loved every minute of it, and I think that uh, like oh, I think Lee Livesey on the final day. They had him in, you know, when they take that like midday break for Zona and, and uh, Tommy Sanders. And he was like, yeah, man, I don't even have it on my boat yet. You know what I mean? Like I took it off. I, did, I, I didn't even want it on there, deal with the grass and everything else on the trolling motor shaft. And it was like, holy crap. But you're right, Jake. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think the only contingency is that not everyone in the top 10, obviously, but like dude, it, it was one. That was the W, you know, who's right. just say, yeah, that's wild to me. I bet yeah, you 104 anglers are driving a Seminole right now going, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, we want to be up on the bank. This is going to go. They're going to go to the bank. So it's a grass lake. That's just me. I think that's like this whole live scope argument and all that stuff. I think this was a big one. If you guys saw uh, Rivette's comment on stage when he won, I bet you 75% of the elite boys this week are going to be going, quote, unquote, crappie fishing this week to see if they run yeah. into any ass as well. <laughs> that was wild he's like yeah he goes i was cooking food for the guys that night so i ran up the river to go catch crappie quick i caught about 20 crappie and i turn around and i is that a bass on live scope and he casts at it and he goes oh it's a six pounder and then he goes down the bank and catches like another four another five and he's like oh i guess i'm gonna fish you yeah. <laughs> like what are the chances uh, one thing though I, I think like we saw him incorporate that into his day like in between you know, like these hot periods where he was catching fish after fish. Like you saw at one point, Brandon Cobb kind of stayed put and stayed locked in on like, okay, it's Florida. I'm going to slow down and fish this area thoroughly. And Tyler Rivette was like, okay, my stuff slowed down. I'm going to keep like moseying along and keep a jerk bait on us with forward facing sonar, you know? 
Um, everybody else just kind of stayed locked in and he went fishing when it wasn't hot and uh, kept the forward facing sonar on us. So that's one thing I observed and really appreciated. And I think helped him edge out the, the W ultimately. Well, if it's just another example of how forward facing sonar is teaching us where bass are that we never knew they were. Yeah. I, I do. I love it for that. Like that's the coolest part to me is that we're finding fish that we ha never have before. And, uh, I mean, if you can do it in a place like Florida, like you can do it anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a couple of people commenting how apparently Revet went crappy fishing today at Seminole. <laughs> Great. Here he goes again. <laughs> Dude, but yeah. in, in all seriousness before even live scope, man, I remember now like, and, and it's interesting too, because I feel like being out West, we don't have lakes that have a bunch of crappie in them, right? Or minus Clear Lake. Clear Lake has a bunch of crappie in it. But like going to Toledo Bend in a college tournament, we had a really good finish where we were throwing a jerk bait over a bridge and it was like crappie, 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 crappie. And then it was like two pounder mixed into the crappie. And then out of nowhere, the females rolled up and it was four and five pounders and it was every cast. And then it was like crappie again. But it was like, I've had that happen on Rayburn and I've had it happen on uh, Toledo. And it's like, that's a thing it, even before live scope was a thing. And it's uh, it's cool to me to see uh, that kind of stuff happen. But now you can really understand it with live scope. For sure. I think when, well, hey, do me a favor. When Wes comes on, ask, just ask him for me. Did he, how many guys out of the 105 guys, and these are guys that have fished their whole lives, right? That, that this is what they do for a living. How many of them, even thought that, that that Okeechobee would even get could get one on. I mean, maybe they thought they'd catch one or here, but that the big O would get one on Live Scope. And I bet you, and that's why, like, Tyler, Tyler wasn't looking for it. He just found the, the golden, you know what I mean, the golden ticket. He's like, who catch a Sokolay? Oh, my God, the winning pattern is right in front of me. But I bet you that the best anglers in the world all traveled down to the, that tournament. Not one of them thought about Scope as, you know, like, Livesay is pretty good with the Scope. He didn't have one, so. How many people? Do you I, uh, think that's just Google... why I take. What's that? How many, how many people do you think Googled what the hell Sackalate was after he said it on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone not from the South? Like, yeah. I think it's just Louisiana yeah. for the most part, but yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Well, we actually have Wes coming in here uh, to give us a little inside scoop. So let's really fast go through our scores from the Okeechobee event, <laughs> and then uh, we'll bring Wes in to preview, uh, give a little inside. Uh, info on uh, Lake Seminole. So, Deacon, you want to kick us off? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> my score. Yeah, please don't. Um, gosh, man, I I only got uh, once again. I don't think I've ever seen myself be at a twenty three percent in the overall pick. Uh, I had eight hundred and thirteen points um, out of my picks, man. Oof. So I don't. I mean. Ouch. You, you got to choose one of the Johnston brothers, or, or I feel like one of them does really well and one of them does really poorly. And I feel like more guys pick Chris, but like Corey just had a good finish out with Corey. Ended up in 91st. Like that's an ouch for a group A pick. Um, Hackney ended up in 35th. I was happy with that. I mean, like that's something I mean, out of a B pick. If you can be ideally top 25 or better, I think it's good. Brian Schmidt did not do gra offshore grass stuff. Uh, and only finished 64th. John Cruz in 33rd was happy with that for a bucket list D. And then, man, our boy Bryant Smith, West Coast, uh, 58th. Um, not horrible, horrible, being that it was a bucket E pick, but um, would have liked to hopefully seen a little more 
shock and awe from him. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Uh, yeah, mine was slightly less brutal than Adams, but still very brutal. I got 35.5%. Uh, Brandon Lester, Greg Hackney, Scott Martin, Josh Douglas, Justin Hamner were my picks for a total of 874 points, which we had a little conversation before the show started. Like, I feel like knowing nothing was actually a huge advantage going into this one. Like everything you thought you knew going into fantasy fishing this last week was kind of out the window. So um, I digress. 874 points. It is what it is. Throw some darts. Dude, yeah. dude, one one big point I just want to make before I forget, Brennan, because you and I were talking about it on the show last week. We're talking about like the percentage pick in fantasy mm-hmm. and how much that plays a role. And, and it, it did. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, but uh, on that percentage pick, I, w- I would love to go back and look, you know, what percentages are going to be. And like, if it's the first term of the year, you know how the rankings are always kind of jacked up. I wonder how much that that's off. But anyways, it'll be interesting. Andy, what about you? Uh, I had 881 for 37.3%. Um, pretty much. Like, we're not gaining. Yeah. With- yeah, we're doing terrible to start. <laughs> Although I must say last year I started very poorly as well and kind of worked my way up. So that's what we're hoping for on this round. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. Well, while I did not remember to reselect <laughs> my picks, uh, I did go through and tallied up my points of what I would have had if I actually reselected my picks. Uh, Steve Kennedy, great pick for me on this one. I uh, also had Brian Schmidt, uh, who didn't have the greatest performance. Cliff Prince, I think, was in the 40s, like 43rd. Greg Hackney was in the 35th. And then John Cox, I believe was in the 40s as well. Is there 56? I can't recall. Which is... Regardless, I had uh, if I actually had those picked, I had 1,005 points. So I would be sitting second behind our rookie here, Mr. Jake Boomer. Boomer, if you want to uh, disclose how many points you had, what picks went well for you? I had, uh, and I don't know what any of this means, but I had 1,102 points. Oh. And I think th- <laughs> an so- overall pick percentage of 93.1, so... Is that, okay. that you're, you're pretty good. top seven percent? Yeah, that means you did a good job. <laughs> okay, we all suck. Everyone's <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know who saved my butt was Drew Cook. Mm, yeah, it's a good pick because he was in that um, that group of wolves, John mm-hmm. Cox, all those other guys, and I grabbed him out of that bucket. A yep. and he had a really good tournament. And, and when you watched him, he was like. I watched a ton of him when he was on live. He's like, I'm not fishing tomorrow. I'm going to go home and <laughs> made the top 10 fish. So it's hey, kind of cool. weird. Like he, I think I had more confidence in him than he did. <clears throat> Florida. Uh, never- in yeah. Florida. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. And then go ahead. What's that? No, go ahead. You had Hallman who was, uh, what he had actually, he ended okay. Didn't he? I think at 29th, he did good. He was a rookie that I thought was going to do well down there. Scott Martin, he was the mailing in, and he still did good. Welcher was the other one that saved my butt. Mm-hmm. And then I picked Bryant Smith. And out of, like, all the rookies, he still kind of held his own. Like, at 58th, if you look at the 50-year guys behind him, I didn't think it was so bad. So I called him and chewed his butt because I said I might pick him again this week. And told me I had to quit <laughs> sucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's funny. In my experience, when you make a suggestion to an Elite Series Pro, it never works, by the way. So Damn it. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't ever work. <laughs> Quit talking. Just poke him with a stick. Do something. Yeah. Well, all, yeah. right. all right. All in all, Okeechobee was a, a fun event to watch. Definitely nice. threw a lot of uh, wrenches in there for a lot of people, I'm sure. And we saw it happen all on live. But uh, new event, second event, stop, uh, second stop of the year, Lake Seminole. Before we start giving uh, our predictions, uh, let's bring in Mr. West Logan here to give us some uh, a look at the lake for the week. Wes, what's going on, man? What's up, fellas? How y'all? What's up, man? You good, look man. whooped, bud. I'm good. Another <laughs> day at work. <laughs> well, uh, kind of give us a laydown of what uh, Seminole's looking like and uh, what the week could uh, potentially produce. Uh, <clears throat> the lake is uh, it's a little dirty uh, from all the rains they've had, but it's not like blown out or anything. Um, I don't know. From what I kind of saw today, I think people's going to be able to kind of do their own thing. Uh, there's still going to be some, probably a few groups, but not to the extent of Okeechobee was. I mean, you're going to be able to get away from people here and kind of, you know, people are going to be fishing on the bank, going to be fishing offshore. The The main difference, which is crazy, is everybody was, you know, looking for grass down there at Okeechobee. Well, the vice versa, there's grass every inch of this place. I mean, there's no lack of, you know, offshore grass, whether it be hydrilla, milfoil, coontail, about anything you can name grass-wise, this place has got it right now. It's It's got more grass than I've probably ever I've, – I've been here two times before this, and it's never had this much grass this time of year. So it's going to make it pretty interesting. I think it's going to spread some guys out. Um, but I think you're also going to see some guys that really know how to dial in that offshore grass deal that have a – I'm not going to call it maybe a cast, but, like, they'll have a little area maybe the size of two boats that – the majority of their weight's going to come from. So, um, you're, you're, I mean, I know I said it last week, but your traditional grass guys are going to do very well in this tournament. And your traditional offshore fishermen are going to do very well in this tournament. People that, you know, are really good at, you know, reading their contour lines, finding depressions, you know, kind of what their eye goes to where, if you have a guy just say like me for instance my if you get me on the bank i can kind of tell you well that bank's going to look better than that and, and not to say that the the tournament may get one on the bank uh, it may get one sight fishing i mean the water temperatures this morning it started out at 60 it got up to like 64 today and it's not going to get any colder so i mean i'm there's going to be some fish caught off the bed so your really good sight fisherman would be a good pick i think um but like i said i think the the whole deal is people are going to kind of get to do what they want to do. Uh, it's just kind of depending on if you want to fish on the bank or off the bank, I really think it's what it's going to come down to. Heck yeah. Fellas, any uh, more questions here for Wes? I think you laid it on the line pretty good for us. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, that was it, buddy. That's all we needed. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to like check off the things y'all 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 were talking about last time, but I mean, it's, nailed that. Oh, Boomer, what about Boomer's question? Yeah, oh, I had to. I wanted to. I wanted an Okeechobee recap. Uh, you don't like, what did you think about Ford Imaging beating that? <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, hats off to Tyler for figuring that out. That's that's really incredible. I know there was some guys actually fishing in the river. Um, 
on the bank. So, and I will say also hats off to those guys for kind of not getting on top of him because you can kind of tell when somebody's doing that. And I mean, to for him to be doing that and be leading the tournament, doing as good as he did, for nobody to come in there on him is is pretty stand up of all those guys that were that were fishing in there to begin with. But you know, the bad thing is, and and I'm not I love Tyler to death. I'm not taking anything away from him. The fact that that tournament got one on forward facing sonar shows what kind of problem Okeechobee's got lake wise. Um, the those those three areas just they finally fell apart on on the final day after you know two weeks of pressure. Like everybody kept saying, oh, there's going to be more coming. There's more. There no more were coming. Like that was it. I mean. I think one or two guys caught, you know, a five-pounder that last day out of ten people um, in the best areas on the lake. And, you know, Tyler caught one in the river, like a six-pounder. But that those three areas just finally kind of fell apart. Um, and it's just not a good deal that, you know, you have those kind of major tournaments down there and everybody's having to fish in three areas so they're the size of, you know, three football fields. So, it's a, it's not a good deal going on down there water-wise, uh, a lot of politics going on, and I think that just kind of shows, you know, him winning that way, kind of the the path that that lake's really going down with the pressure that it's still getting. So, And I, I, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not that guy, but I, I think it just kind of brought that to light even more. Uh, over under 50 boats in that river, the next tournament they have there? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I think there's like a Toyota series or whatever they call it now down there in like a month. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I feel bad for those crappie and the bass in there. <laughs> a lot of crappie going to get eaten practicing. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. There's no doubt. That's awesome. Well, Wes. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, I just had one other question. Was that the most crowded it's ever been in those? I saw the live. I couldn't do that, what some of you guys had to do. I saw yeah. Steve Kennedy's area. That blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I told y'all when we were on, on I mean, I, I told y'all it was going to be bad. Like, the, that party cove deal at Harris Chain was, yeah, there was a bunch of people in there, but it was a pretty big area, and we could kind of, like, move around each other. I knew it, it, it was literally going to be like everybody's fishing the same, you know, 10 mats of, of you know, dollar pads and, and hyacinths blown in there because that's just where the clean water was. And, I mean, when they swam in there, that's where they were going to swim to, I mean. I fished in Moonshine. Uh, well, I actually started in South Bay, and my deal really wasn't going, so I abandoned that went to Plan B in Moonshine and caught everything I weighed in in there. Um, it, we had some people in there. Carl was the last one of all of us that made it. Um, he just – I mean, he literally didn't he, – he made one little bait adjustment in there. I think that made a big difference, so hats off to him too. But we had probably, I'd say, 15 people in there uh, – kind of fishing around each other but what it was crazy is you would see somebody like you would either get a bite or somebody else would and then for the next like 30 minutes it would just be like wide open and then it would just stop and then like a couple hours later it would happen again and i think it was kind of happening like that all, all over the lake but it's kind of weird you're never around people that much to kind of see it happen like that so it was it was really odd to be that close to everybody like right. all the time for sure yeah I all I know is that at one point Steve Kennedy's cameraman recorded more like non angler catches. Like oh. the boats were so close that he just like would zoom in on like other fishermen that were in a different tournament and, and watch their fish catches. Cause Steve wasn't catching them at the time. I was like, yeah. Holy cow, those guys are close. Anyway, yeah. It, sorry, it, I didn't want to derail the night, but just, no, it, it was, it was crazy. Like, 
I don't know. It, I've never seen anything like that. I hope I don't have to see it again like that. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that it's going to be that way this week. Um, but I do think there's going to be some guys probably, and I'm probably one of them that's going to fish by the winning fish and miss it by, you know, 30 feet. You never know it because they're just all sitting on top of each other because that's just how this lake plays out. But I think from pick-wise, you go with your, your grass guys and your offshore guys, it, it'll be a safe bet for sure, and sight fishing. Cool. Well, Wes, buddy, we'll appreciate it. Good luck the rest of this week in practice, and uh, we'll be rooting for you for the dirt, man. Sounds good, buddy. Maybe we can, maybe we can ride the ship on this one. Heck good yeah. Luck, we'll there it up, you. dude. See y'all. Appreciate good it. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. See you, Wes. I don't know. Really fast, a comment on that before we get into Seminole. Maybe you guys. I, I'm curious if I'm crazy here, or if you're if you guys are on par with what I'm about to say. But if there's an elite event going out, like a tournament, these guys do this for a living, and you're going out to fish like your 30 boat, you know, club derby. I don't feel right pulling in on those guys and like potentially taking fish from. Am I wrong I saying that? No, I. I agree, but I mean, you have to remember too, it is Florida. Like, just things happen different down there. They just don't care. They're going fishing seven days a week. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm all for people going fishing, right? But I'm just saying, like, even if I go on the same lake, like, I'm, if I see them in an area, I'm not going to pull in and go fish 20 feet from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of them are probably guides that probably knew what was going on and were probably fishing those areas like, before they got into town, I could be totally wrong, but I'm just speculating that that could be a scenario. Mm. And then in that case, like if it's a guide, I, I guess me personally, like I'm, I'm still not with that, but uh, I could see that being a scenario down there guides in the same areas, trying your fishing. There was a, uh, I think it was a hundred some odd boat tournament that went out on Saturday too. Like some of the fish catches, the guys and there were guys in jerseys. Right. I think, I think that's like, the the difference for me, I guess, like I'm I'm in 100 percent agreement. Like I I find it really hard to fish next to those guys when they're fishing for a living, baby. Like you're saying, but the difference is, club tournament and 30 boats is a lot different than a hundred boat payout. You know that might be ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars. Like at that point, I'm probably fishing, and I'm not going to necessarily go watch the elite event and see where someone's fishing. But if like I'm, I don't know if it's if it's like where it's substantial, I feel like it's hard to stop that. Can you imagine fishing your derv that on that Saturday and you you're not catching them and you just pull up bass live and just see like oh Kennedy's over there let's go that way <laughs> that'd be bad I think you could go down a rabbit hole on that one yeah on that topic think. like uh, the worst I ever saw was our first uh, MPFL event on Ufala and uh, uh, Sukup was leading it and I was literally like 50 60 yards away fishing brush piles. And he's arguing with the guys that beat him to the brush ball that was leading the tournament out of. And he's arguing with them and yelling at them while he's culling. Like everybody's catching fish out of this brush pile and he's screaming at them, weighing fish. Like, I'm leading a tournament here. You know, it's, it was hilarious. I'm like, he's still mad at him. I don't even know if he knows what weights on that scale. You know, I'm like, I hope he throws the wrong one back. <laughs> it was so funny. That's great. Oh, my word. That is funny. All right, really fast before we start diving into Seminole, uh, big shout out to Army Outdoors. Uh, just became a member of the Serious Angle YouTube channel. Big shout out to uh, Tim for doing that. Uh, we do have that on our channel. We don't ever ask you guys to do so, but if you want to, there are perks to doing so. 
feel free to uh to join in it's on the just click on our youtube channel the main page it'll be an option to join if you guys want to but uh lake seminal uh after hearing what west has got to say do you guys have any other predictions as to what you might think will come for this week I do have a question though. How many over ten pounds will be caught? Because it's the lake with the best chance at it on the Florida Georgia line. Where will there be a ten pounder weighed? I see. What was I, Big Bass at Okeechobee? I don't even remember. I don't think there was a double digit. Was there? I don't think. I there know there was, was like a there was what a mid nine. I was going to say nine high eight, but I could be wrong. I, I'm almost positive there wasn't a double digit, though. Uh, we're seeing eight twelve. Are we? Uh... I don't know enough about Seminole, but I did see, I uh, looked up tournaments from the past year to see if there's any similar time frame. There was a Toyota this time last year. I think it was a, a couple days. I think it was this time. It was, I think at least when I was looking earlier, there was a 2021 one in May. Yeah, I feel like a lot of events are in March normally. Oh, no, no, I, you're right. I got that confused with Santee Cooper. That's my fault. Um, yeah, I know I know it takes big weights to win there. I don't know if there's going to be a 10. I, I can't speak enough on it. I think it is seminal, though, and it does take big bags to, to win there, especially this time of year. So in 2019... The uh, Tackle Warehouse, or at the time, I think it was still FLW, March 7th through the 10th tournament, Brian Latimer won that with 80 pounds, uh, 15 ounces over four days. When was that? 2019, March 7th through 10th, so a little after this, about three, what, two and a half weeks after this? Was that still an FLW back then? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that one. Which is Brian Latimer's first win, right? That was a cool win. Yeah, it was super emotional. He was like punching like deep milk foil. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was flipping. Was Wasn't he also uh, spinning rod stuff like little worm that he does just to like catch keepers or no? I don't no, know. I, I think he trapped. flipped and trapped almost. Well, he might throw in a wacky rig or a drop shot, but I feel like yeah. mostly. I just I remember him flipping for sure. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep. in 2014, which is almost 10 years ago, B height had almost 100 pounds and a half, and they had like a half day on the final day of the event because that was probably like the invention of the system. Yeah, the coming out party of the chatterbait. I feel like it was. <laughs> it was 100%. still relapsing. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah. won that tournament by uh, 13 pounds, even. Homeboy yeah. bought some pizza. Definitely the chatterbait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just loved how, uh, and it and it's like it, it kind of got old, but it, during the, um, gosh, what event? I guess it was a Tack Warehouse Invitational. Now, when Brett Height finished, I don't know, he had a good finish. He's in the top ten on the final day. I was just turning on live, and uh, I mean the announcers, Marty Stone and JT Kenny, were just like, "Do you think he's making more on this check or his royalties on the?" chatterbait today like on <laughs> and it's royalties like honestly 100%. like probably the royalties by a good ways <laughs> yeah i would imagine <laughs> he's getting a damn good check like, wow yeah for yeah. sure uh so we let me pull up uh the weather forecast here for this week so today down on lake seminole uh it was 
probably warm. It was 70, 73. Tomorrow is going to be 75. Wednesday, 77. Thursday, 79. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are going to be 78. And so every day is sunny or partly cloudy and a south wind, until, like a 10 to 15 mile an hour south wind until uh, Friday through Sunday are west northwest winds five to ten hmm. there could definitely be spawn going on that's for sure we don't have moon phase in effect though full moon down there is until march 7th so i don't, I don't know i think there could be i think like wes said obviously we're not going to probably argue with wes's <laughs> insight here but uh you're going to see a mix of things uh, and i think that'll come out in some of our picks i'm sure the problem with Wes coming on is I want to go back and pick him. <laughs> like, we, like every time Wes starts talking, I'm like, oh, I should have picked Wes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody said earlier in the chat that Wes has a good track record here. Yeah. It's close to home, too, I think. It ain't far. I'm, I'm uh, sure you're going to see a lot of swim jigs this week. Swam jigging. Wild, mm-hmm. wild card prediction. Not saying. Uh, not saying I'm gonna pick Wes, but for whatever reason, dude, he seemed like eerily a little confident there for just yeah. one day of practice. To me, like just the way he was talking, I was like, I don't know, just something was different compared to the last time at Okeechobee. <laughs> came on. And then the big yawn right at the beginning that he was trying to hold in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, you look tired, but now nah, I'm good. Yawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was let, a me, tough one. Uh, let me share screen here. Well, how many frogfish or topwater fish will we see this week? That's a good question. That is Do you think there'll be any? Uh, sure. Frogfish, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it's the south in the spring, and it's and it's the south. So there's so the south means frog. Side note, real fast, Bailey. As you pick your pick, make sure you hit the plus button and yes. add them into the screen. I I have a, a a very big capital letters on my notepad here that says "Pick your picks again, idiot." That's so, great. Yes, don't worry. I have my reminders. I even have alarms set on my phone to, to remind me. So yeah, I just want to give you. you a friendly reminder. I appreciate it, buddy. You're always looking out. <laughs> one thing. So one thing I guess that I do miss about the golf scoring is that we can't talk about who won and lost for the week. We should yeah. figure out a way. Okay. To get that. We can do that. Um, so well, I probably lost for the week, but I just, I wanted to make that clear. You did. We'll put it out there. Uh, you did lose for the week. <laughs> so uh, did I. Well, <laughs> so he, here is the hierarchy for week one. As of now, going into stop two, uh, in first place is Mr. Jake Boomer with 1,102 points. Uh, in second place, uh, in our group here, not on Best Master Fantasy Fishing, but in our group here, <laughs> I am in second with 1,005 points. Allegedly. 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 Hey, you guys can go back and fact check me. I will, I will show you the proof. I'll take screenshots, okay? You can, you can polygraph me, I promise. Uh, Andy is in third place with 881. Brennan in uh, fourth place with 874, and Deacon in last with 813. So there's your higher. Round it out, buddy. Drain the lake went well. We'll get to to drain the lake here in a little bit. That's a good good call. Mine did not go well, so I guess both of them didn't go well for me. um, Okay, 
so let's start diving in uh group e uh for our picks we'll start uh from fifth to first we'll go deacon what's your what's your pick for the week we're making no i don't want to do i don't want to mess up with success go ahead deacon you can go last oh <laughs> come on i don't want to mess with the, it worked last time and i just <laughs> <hard time. laughs> i don't remember who went who went first last time boomer was it you that went first it was either me or I don't know. apparently it, it was boomer time. yeah all right yeah. boomer kick it off then Oh, are we going to let me? So now if I get my butt kicked, then we know it wasn't about <clears throat> Deacon's strategy. That's I think right. you're just superstitious here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just a little suspicious. Just a little suspicious. <laughs> We're fair. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I'm on the far right of the screen, so I'll, I don't care. Uh, I picked Christy on this one. Christy, I can't okay. believe Christy is in the e-bucket. That's same. That yeah. just blows me away. Yeah. So, and I, I like – you oh. want to look at a guy and be like, man, is he just having that slump? Is he having the post-classic slump? But he didn't slump last year. He had a bad one, and then he'd win one. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, Seminole look- has rivers and spinnerbait biters. So I had to pick Christy. And big fish. It's a good And pick. big fish. Yeah, I mean, look, look at last year, right? He wins the classic, goes straight to Santee Cooper, where people are like, oh, dude, he's going to catch him again. Bomb. Like, catches one fish on on day one, and then wins Chickamauga. <laughs> Yeah, like the dude is all over the place, but always a factor, right? Always a factor. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Brendan, we're going. Yeah. To the screen. I too went Jason Christie. I mean, anytime you get Jason Christie, which not anytime because I think this is the first time I've ever seen it in bucket E, you can't not pick him. He's forty three point four percent owned. Um, like. You know, Jake was saying, you know, you got shallow water opportunities. I I can't not pick Jason Christie here. The other one I was really tempted to and actually uh, at one point had picked was Corey Johnston um, around grass, Florida fish. That's kind of his deal. So I don't look for him to have another crappy tournament. I think he's going to rebound. I'd look into him as well, but I'm going Jason Christie. Got you. Okay. Deacon? Oh, thank God I'm not last. Uh, I'm also going Jason I mean, Christie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I Jason Christie, like you said, groupie. I don't know how you don't uh, you don't take that pick. There's a couple other just guys who had an off tournament uh, with Okeechobee to start the year, but out of that group, I just think it's a blaring 43% Jason Christie. I got you. Okay. Andy, I'm going to throw this out there. I think we're all going to have very similar picks through E through A just because of the way Seminole sets up. Um, as soon as I saw Jason Christie in Group E, I was like, I got to take Christie. But, I mean, I did have another guy in here that I thought might be a sneaky good pick. I swear if, it, if it is a chatterbait bite, it would have been Frank Taylor, like as a wild card. Because he does know how to catch big ones on the chatter rate. So I was thinking about taking Frank, but I took Jason Christie. Damn, you guys all took Christie? Oh, yeah. Good grief. Okay. Well, this will make this a little bit more interesting for people. They're not seeing the, the same pick. Uh, I went, and we're going to pick my pick here. Okay. We're going Mr. Keith Poche. That's another good one. All another right. one with you talking about rivers. Uh, somebody that's good up shallow, especially if there's sight fishing involved, somebody that can fish grass. Uh, Keith Boucher is a sneaky one in my mind. He shows up. Uh, well, yeah, if he shows up, I did text him and ask if he's, <laughs> if he's coming this weekend. <laughs> I was making money. 
<laughs> Somebody put in here earlier. I'm gonna see if I can find the comment, but said he got caught in a fence with his boat somewhere. Yes. See what? Find it. Yeah. Hold on. Like in the derby, or you mean like like in practice? Coming. Like I think he's stuck up a river somewhere in a fence. <laughs> see if I can find it. Wait, is, like are we being like is like as in this is a joke, right? I, I you know what? It's Keith and He likes to go in random places with this little boat. But like so, Zona and gang were like like to kind of like talking about it on air of like what's going on with him? Is he at the other tournament? Like they didn't know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he but... made the knockout at uh or the later rounds at uh Kissimmee. Right. I don't know if I can so crazy he's doing more. I think that is his I believe that's his one conflict for the year. I could be wrong. Is he fishing uh, out of the the aluminum or his bigger boat? Uh, I believe he has to do his big boat. I could be wrong. We'll have to get him back on the show and ask him. Or I actually, I'll text him right here and see if we can get an answer by the end of the show. Okay. Um, let's start ripping through bucket D. Boomer. Uh, this was a tough one. Did you guess think D was a tough one? I thought no. D was the worst freaking one. It was. And tough. I bounced between Brent, uh, Benton. And Schmidt. Um, I just, my guts, I go with Ben. He's rooms with Cook. He's roommates with Cook. He's a pretty good all around fisherman. He's really good when they're shallow. Right, pretty and he close grew to up in Florida. Home, yeah, it's close to home. I, I Something just told me to pick Ben. My, my hope is that Schmidt isn't kind of having that, just kind of a downturn, but that's kind of what I was getting at. So. It's hard to read off of Okeechobee results because you could have been in one of those big groups and just never have a shot at a fish. So, For sure. Brennan? Yeah, I'm going Benton as well. Um, it's it's his home lake. Um, I can't not pick him for that reason. Uh, I know Scotty Martin didn't work out so well for me at Okeechobee, but I'm going to go with another home field advantage guy. I feel like the lake is under – uh, much more normal conditions than Okeechobee was for those home field guys. Um, I think this is a chance for Drew Benton to take a W away from, uh, you know, a place that, you know, he's got a lot of time on. And, uh, yeah, got to go with Drew Benton here. I am today years old that I, I realize you can, from Brian's comment, that you can click own percentage and rank them. I didn't know you could do that. Mm. Wait, what? Yeah, look at this. Wow. Wait, you can click on the own percentage. Wow. That's, Game changer. That's new. That's yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Oh crap. <laughs> Ronnie Moore probably did that for himself and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Jerk from <bro. laughs> Oh man. That's incredible. Well, thank mm-hmm. you, Brian. Brian needs to be like our fantasy fishing moderator and do this stuff for us. Yes. He's obviously way better than we are. <laughs> We should okay. have created a, an extra user and had him just do the own button for every tournament. Mm-hmm. Call it the anonymous <laughs> yeah. person, and so we just set him up to just click the own button. Every tournament. It's yeah, been around does. for four years. <laughs> oh gosh, just, just idiots, man. Yeah, yeah. I just scroll and choose. I'm like, oh, this guy would be a good pick. Click. And I'm like, yeah. who am I feeling today? Yeah, because anytime I get too analytical, I just lose. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're getting roasted in the comments right now. People are like, that's not new. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, I fellas. just never tried. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the thing. I just scrolled. Yeah. All right. Uh, DK, who you got? 
Uh, bucket D, I've got Drew Benton as well. Um, this is <laughs> we're swinging for the fences today, boys. What a I what mean, an episode, dude. Home Lake. I just have been so many videos in my head of Drew Benton catching a Florida fish, like yeah. could be sight fishing, dude. Just all of it, right? So uh, hard to uh, hard to bet against him, and also at that percentage. So you're right. As far as E and D buckets so far, all of our picks have been theirs. Dude, Adam's going first next time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm last laugh. or third, he's still choosing this. Oh. <laughs> all right. Guys, Andy. I'm going to take the fourth swing here, and I am not going to pick Drew Benton. I'm gonna, I got to get a little one-up on you guys and try to pass you a little bit. There's a, Good point. I got to make there, it up. There's a sneaky little pick down here. Owned about 5% in Jacob Parosnik, who knows how to grass fish, knows how to catch big ones, knows how to catch them on the spawn. And I think he could be a really sneaky pick in Group D. I wanted to take Drew Benton. Home Lake knows how to catch big ones. But Jacob Parosnik, got to take him. He's due for another Bassmaster win. It's been a, it's been a little bit. Oh, you're, you're calling him to win. No, I'm saying he's due, and this could be one that he could win, and I wouldn't be surprised if he would win. So you're but, calling it a win. Ah, so you're calling it it's, it's, yeah. it's 105 angles, right? Like, calling it a win. All right, fine. Fine, I'll take it. Jacob Prosnick will have a shot to win Lake Seven. No, no, you didn't say shot. You said he will win. Shot. He's having a shot. <laughs> on, 105 now. anglers, all right? Where was his first win? Deacon probably knows. Benton? No, Parosnik's first elite win was a oh, sight wow. fishing tournament. That's I right. can't remember where. I feel like it was somewhere game. like Carolina E. Does that was sound right? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was big fish though. I just remember that uh, he had oh, one on camera. Uh, it was a monster. I can't remember the, the where it was at though. Mississippi yeah. River. I know he won there, but he won another there. one. Yeah. Yeah. Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a large mouth. Why don't we just look it up? Where is his uh out of here? And it was an elite win, right? We're not talking about I'm pretty sure it was an elite win. Toledo Ben in front of I'm pretty sure all the wins. It was Toledo yeah. Ben. <laughs> Almost positive it was Toledo Bend. It was that event that Zeldane caught like a monster on a drop shot with six pound test. Dang grass. Good work, Andy. I think that was it. Let's see. Yeah, he won place. he won on Toledo. In 2014, I was, mm-hmm. was going to guess 2015. Vintage Bassmaster, the, yeah. not even vintage, but like the one that was the Evan Williams Bourbon Bassmaster Elite event. Fantastic. Um, that was when Toledo Bend had a lot of grass, too. He also won the Bassmaster Angle of the Year Championship when they used to have that. And, uh, what is the Bassmaster Series? That says it's his. Back in the day, one. dude. Doesn't even know what that is. Eight. Just says Maryland, Virginia. Yeah, that's what I. He I won it. Really. It was only three grand. Yeah, it's probably James River or something. It, well, or Chesapeake. It was or... Bug, but it was Bugs Island. Ah, yeah, mm. that's cool. That's where they're going back there. <laughs> Got an open there this year, yeah. Yeah, it was June nineteenth, and there was sixty nine. Ah, there's more than sixty nine boats. There's a bunch of guys that blanked. It was like seventy five ish, eighty boats. Mm. <laughs> Somebody said it was before <laughs> Bailey was born. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, good sir. Uh. Okay, Andy, you got your pick in. Um, I'm also not going Drew Benton, uh, but I'm going the second highest percentage with Brian New. Let me go Mr. Brian New on there. Pretty much the same reasons as Drew Benton. Uh, 
relatively close to it. The dude just kind of meshes with it. I like that kind of style. Somebody that can mix it up and do sight fishing and an offshore grass deal. Um, so I'm going to take Brian New. Uh, I would take Betton, but I, I, I got some weird thing about not taking people with giant percentages. I don't know. Just play the odds. Call it, call it gambling. Call it what you like. But uh, I'm going with Mr. Brian New, and I'll make my selection here. I want to give you like a soundboard round of applause every time you pick and press them on the screen so you don't goose egg. Well, here, here's what I do have is I can just take you off a screen and now we're good. <laughs> just kidding. That's hey, look, Deacon's not in the middle now. <laughs> Deacon moved up. Hey, move him to where he's all the way over at the front for next week. Right? Somebody please decide. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Hold on. I think I can work some magic here. Let's see. Wait for it. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. You can't be beat. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. So moving on before we get distracted. Uh, group C, Boomer. I'm going to – listen, I want you guys to know that I'm taking this – serious and i'm grateful you invited me to come on the show here we go <laughs> what is that but i but i'm taking bryant smith again and it's just because i know the guy he's got no percentage but he did kind of hold his own in okeechobee and uh i just he's a uh, deacon said it best last year he is a grass guy delta clear lake grass guy that can move and shake really well just, so, just real fast is that guy don't fall What's, into the um, the Bailey trap and taking Justin Atkins every single event. So just just be careful. Tread lightly. I, I this is his last te- his last shot. Like I even told him, I said, "Listen, this is all you get. I won't even talk to you after this if you want this." <laughs> He's breaking up with them, folks. He's breaking it's, it's, up. It's over. That dude's struggling just to eat a peanut butter sandwich in his truck, and you're just you're telling him you're not gonna be his friend anymore after fantasy mm-hmm. fishing. <laughs> I just love that group was a that group was a tough group too, though. Like it was. It's kind of a tough group, so I had to go with. I mean, if I didn't do that, we'd all have the bottom the bottom three of us all have the same picks anyway. So. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad when it's like I'm sure. You and Deacon will probably have the same pick here, Boomer. So, <laughs> you West Coasters, <laughs> yeah, such a cult. <laughs> Ride and die, buddy. Ride and die. <laughs> All right, Brennan, what do you got? Um, yeah, so I I got burned by this guy badly last week. Um, I'm gonna go with him again. Um, it's Florida, <laughs> it's it's shallow. Um, I have right. to die. Right or die. Yeah, right or die. I mean, he's 35.8% owned. He'll be 40% by the tournaments, you know, here. Yeah. Um, if I go down, a lot of people are going down with me. It's shallow water. It's John Cox. It's Florida. I'm going John Cox. I, I'm just, like, trying to, like, retain as many points as possible right now while we're still in Florida, technically, because I hate – Florida fantasy fishing, but moving on. John. I love the I love the angle of if I go down thirty five percent or going. It's down. true. Yeah, you're going down with me. I love it. Keep, keeps it close. That's right. All right, Andy, you're up. All right, Group C. Who did I pick here? Oh, you didn't even notice feeling... I skipped over Deacon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing. So I have a feeling me and Bailey are going to have a very similar pick in 
Group C, and I'm picking Luke Palmer. He is a good junk fisherman, great flipper, and I think this event's going to set up really well for him. And I think he's actually pretty lightly owned at 1.1%. So I'm, I'm trying to make some moves on you guys here and jump up the leaderboard. So we're going to take Luke Palmer here in event number two. I like it. Uh, obviously, big fan of Luke, but I am not taking Luke. Uh, I, I am jumping on the same train as Brennan here and going with Mr. John Fast. We're playing the chalk, dude. We're going straight <laughs> chalk this week. I mean, dude, it's so hard to bet. I mean, like, obviously, it's in Florida, and he, yeah, he didn't have a great event in regards to John Cox standards in Florida. But, like, when you mix in potential spawners, uh, grass, like, it's hard to not pick the guy. For I sure. mean, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. I don't know. There's really not much else to comment on that. That's John Cox, and he can win anywhere he goes. Here's my thing with John Cox is it seems like every time I pick him, he does terrible, so I just stay away from him. And not terrible, just like 50th or 45th. Yeah, and then some years he's in like top 10 AOI. Yeah, every tournament. like He's just unstoppable. So, yeah. All right, Deacon, round us out. Oh, boy. Well, to make things better. Oh, God, here it comes. John Cox. Uh, I am no. I am going wild card, dude. Bucket C for me. Um, I think there's obviously some great options in here, angler wise. But I just have a feeling, just thinking how good Clifford Perch is at sight fishing. If he can find some mm. sight fishing and just be in his background on Havasu and all the Western Lakes, as far as looking at him goes and watching him do that over the years in Bassmaster, like I I look for Clifford Perch to top ten this event. Oh, watch out for that loon plopper, man. Those Florida bass love that thing that when too. he gets it going. Oh, he, yeah, he loves a plopper. So, uh, I mean, I'm going Clifford Perch. He's only at a 1.9% for sure, a wild card compared to uh, what you guys are talking about pick wise. But that is uh, that's my pick. I think that's, that's a great pick. Yeah, great pick. Andy, that's not even like have you have you rewatched uh this I think it's a Saint it's a Saint John's that he caught that I thought it was the loon color, color, the black with the white. It's it's custom. It's oh, like geez. uh it's like that Florida brownish tannic you, you like you have to go back and I'll send you the clip, but like you can tell he custom color on that one. Mm. It was actually pretty dope. Juice. Um but this is a really good comment right here. I'm giving y'all an A plus for loyalty going down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> You could take some gotta, of the stuff from us. You could probably take a lot of bad away from these shows too. Yeah. It, it's all for fun, anyway. So it, it's it's a good time. I got a I got a little sleeper pick for your listeners. Just something that really messed sure. with their. Um, David Gaston is a rookie from Alabama. Lives pretty close. Super mm-hmm. hard to not pick him. But two days after the or a day or so ago. I know that he ordered a chatterbound from me. So you know he's planning on throwing chatterbaits. But every time we got shallow vegetation when I fished against him, he knocked our teeth in. So mm. I, it was hard not to pick him. He's know. one of those guys that get a lot of points for you if he does well. Local he thing. didn't do that horrible in Okeechobee either. That's yeah. a, I like that. Deep rookie yeah. pick. And no, another one to add on to that, guys, is the guy we just had on, Wes Logan. Um, I, I mean, his confidence level, that was weird listening to him talk. And then as Bass Pack said, I went and looked at the stats, um, both very similar times. First week of uh, the first like two days of, uh, wow, March, uh, Wes finished seventh in 2018 in the Toyota series and he finished 21st in 2017. 
I mean, real eerily similar time frames. And um, yeah, so anyways, I kind of feel bad none of us picked him, but that's uh, yeah, so I, I feel dumb not picking him. I think you're right, Deke. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. It's the, the problem is that I pretty much sold my friendship out on Brian. I couldn't not pick him. Like he now he has to perform or he's out. <laughs> there you go. Now you get to yell at him if he does bad. You're like, I could have picked Gaston, but no, I'll try to be a true friend and I picked you. <laughs> That's right. I like it. All right, Boomer. Group B. Group B, uh, Buddy Gross. He's not the highest percentage guy, but something about that cat around these grass fisheries. One Harris chain last year. I, I don't know. Every time, and he had, he was picked to win that FLW in 17. He was one of the guys that was, I think he did all right. I don't look how he, I didn't look how he finished, but he was kind of a favorite back then. So he's kind of my wild card pick. That's a tough B, is I think probably tougher than A. Yeah, B was a tough one. I agree. Winners coming out of B, another bold prediction. Ooh. Yeah, I agree with that. Brennan, what do you got? Yeah, this one was kind of a tough one for me. I feel like B uh, out of all the buckets is like maybe the biggest opportunity to like stand apart from other people um, to kind of gain some points. Um, I went with Micah Frazier here, who I know I just got done saying it's an opportunity to stand out. And I realize he's like the third most owned in that bucket, but um, it's his part of the country. He's a great offshore fisherman. He's very versatile, likes grass. Um, You know, I, He's from Georgia. Seminole can't be too far away. Um, that was sort of my mentality. The other one I would have picked here, that's probably another big sleeper, is actually Caleb Kufall from Wisconsin. But I'm going to go with that. It's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, like, look, somewhat the same time of year. I think it was a little bit later last year. But, like, Santee Cooper, he showed out. Yeah, some- he's also got a W at Gunnersville in 2020. Um, grass. grass on an area that was about the side of a – size of the hood of your truck. So you can uh, find the details and exploit them for sure. I like that pick. Can I change to Caleb Kufal from Micah Frazier? Let it rip. My turn's not over. I just talked myself into it. I think it's a great pick, dude. I think it's a super sleeper. Let it be known if Micah Frazier wins that at one point I did have him picked, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you you go route. We're Caleb Kufal now. Okay, I love it. Deal. Love it. All right, Deke. Man, I am following the crowd, but to some extent in this, I'm surprised how Buddy Gross is only at a 7.8% for um, his track record here, his ability to catch grass fish. Um, he finished 11th in 2021, and he won a Toyota Series here in 2017. Again, same in like March, early March time frame. So I went with Buddy Gross. I thought another – underrated pick here if it's a, a flipping and a, a punching deal at all bradley hallman's coming off a great finish in his uh rebirth into the elite series and is a someone that's always um good in florida and, and if there's a flipping bike going on so that would be another potential wild card in bucket b but man buddy gross has seven eight point seven point eight percent i would have figured he'd have been i don't know 20 percent something like that dig it Andy? Oh, I feel like just sitting here, I've changed my picks like five times. I'll even say it. And not, oh, it's so hard for me to choose because I, whenever I think of flipping bites, I always 
tend to rotate towards Greg Hackney because he just always catches them with a big stick. But he he hasn't treated me too well the last few times I've picked Greg, so I have a hard time choosing him. So I was torn between actually going between Hallman and Brandon because Brandon tends to show up in these events as well. Brandon shows keep... up in every event. I know. That, so I'm He's finally figured out Ford, and it's a problem. So. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I went with Brandon just because I took a couple low percentage guys in Group uh, D and C. So I'm going to take BP in this one. I, I like that pick, and I really was leaning towards Brandon. And I think Brandon's still going to have a top thirty, uh, but I will say I think right now Greg Hackney's winning this event. Mm. That, well, that fits in my category. So the winner's coming in Group B. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Hackney's going to take this one. Uh, I think, like, I mean, you look at this this bucket. I could see Buddy Gross top thirty, and I see Brandon top thirty, and I could see. I mean, there's a whole handful of guys. You could say John Cruz could have a good event here. Just Bradley about Holman, this whole like, group could finish in the top thirty. Dude, yeah, there's. Some- I would even look out for like Pat Schlapper. I mean, you saw it last year where he just came out of nowhere for some of these style events and catches some of the biggest fish. Like he did like two events in a row where he caught big bass at the event. Uh, the the dude knows how to fish grass. The dude knows how to fish spawners. I can't believe um, you Northerners didn't pick him. I was I really tempted not to. even mentioned him. Pat I, just, I just mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so waiting to see if it was going to happen, Bailey. You're right. You're the man because like he got 26 at Okeechobee. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, like he had a great tournament, and didn't he just like crush everybody's skull when he was up north for? Years. I remember Joel Willard telling me that they were so happy he left. Like yeah. If he showed up, they're like, oh, God. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. a question for Brennan. Yeah, Schlapper and Kufal are both uh, – they're grass hounds from, from Wisconsin. So, like, their part – you know, their area of Wisconsin is, like, predominantly grass lakes. Like, they still have rock, you know, nice clean water too. Um, but a lot of their lakes are grass-based. And, like, these guys, when they've been, like, qualifying for championships, going to Pickwick, anywhere on the TVA – um, they hunt out the grass and they, they dominate, um, you know, wherever there's grass, they're going to find the biggest fish in the, in that grass and they're going to catch them. So, yeah, I, uh, I feel good about both those guys going into this one for sure. Yeah. So he could be the call. group B sleeper pick Northern sleeper pick mm-hmm. for sure. I like that one big time. All right. Last bucket. Bucket A. I just want to say that bucket A was a blender of crap. Like, how do you pick this stuff? Like, because he came from percentages. <laughs> this sucked. Like Kennedy, like how you, oh, Cobb Kennedy. So all they do is they take the per, the great anglers from the last tournament and shove them all into one, and then you can't like ride any. You can't ride your winning horse. Yeah. So I picked Patrick Walters, even though I freaking think Walters fishing like a machine. Cobb had a great tournament, but something about Patrick lately. Uh, and I really wanted to pick Cook, so. Mm-hmm. But hey, Walter's AOI pick, man, for me for this season. Yeah. He had a great start. Mm-hmm. Excited to see. Mm-hmm. All right, Brennan, what do you got? I'm going straight chalk here with Drew Cook. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> the most chalk guy. Dude, straight I have chalk. to. I put up like 870-some points last week. I need all the points I can get. I'm going Drew Cook. Um, it's right in his wheelhouse, the way the lake sets up, not far from him at all. Um, Drew, yeah, Drew Chalk. 
Um, he's shown what he can do when sight fishing plays. Like he's he's one of the you know dominating forces on the elite series when it comes to sight fishing. So I look for whatever sight fishing opportunities there to be. I look for him to find it. Um, I could also picture him setting up really well, something offshore too, not even necessarily shallow. So I'm going Drew Cook. I think he's just well-rounded the way this event shapes up. (laughs) And he's 44.1% owned. So it's that golden 30 was it 30 percentage points or above is like anything over 30. And I'm I'm automatically (laughs) leaning towards that. Yeah. Dude. Go down with the rest of them, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> have, have you guys seen his articles on Bassmaster that he's writing about this, you know, get prep and stuff in this tournament was big on his radar. He called the Bass guys and said, I'm going to write some articles about getting ready for having a home field advantage, a home lake. I've been reading them. They're awesome. I mean, I love his mindset. But he called him and said, I'm going to write this. And Bass like, sure, we'll publish it. So, like, he's a really good pick. I can't believe I'm not picking him, to be honest with you. Yeah. He saved my butt in the last tournament. Yeah, he's riding momentum too, for sure. That yeah, helps. and he's he's always riding momentum because he's always like top twenty in every event. So yeah, yeah he's he's a safe pick. Dude's a hammer. Yep. Deacon, who you got? And I'm I'm going Drew Cook. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got my wild card out of the way with the Golden Ram in Bucket C, but man, that is a it's hard to to bet against him with what the fish are doing. I would say I the only person i was hesitant to pick instead was branded Cobb, just because man he's fishing so good and whatever it is when there's big ones around and it's around the spawn i'm not saying they're spawning but like they're shallow fish like we saw him do in texas i see him do it in south carolina he moves fast and catches big ones and he just looks like he's having the greatest time in the world screwing off and he is dying <laughs> catching big ones and uh, I just expect him when he's around big fish like that, he just does well. So that's a, a sleeper uh, for me. But I'm going Drew Cook because I'm uh, a baby and it's at 44%. Because I'm a baby. <laughs> and I think Drew Cook would also win. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Drew Cook is going to have a shot to win. So, And I, if they ask you, everybody's got a shot to win. It is fishing. There's 105 <laughs> anglers. There's always a shot. So, I love, I love the positivity, win. Andy. Andy's like, always, no matter what. Hey, no, everyone guys, has I just want to break it to you. I am not taking Drew Cook in Group A. Oh, there's, a there's another guy who's sitting right below him in the percent ownership who has yet to win a blue trophy. Uh-oh. And he always seems to be around in these big fish derbies. I'm going with the G-Man himself, Gerald Swindell. It's going to be, he's going to catch him. He always seems to show up in the top 10, Swindell. I'm throwing some northern swang on it, all right? It's like, leave me alone. Let me have some fun for once in my life, Bailey. Come on. (laughs) Once in my life. Once in my life. I'm sure all of your God clients love hearing that. (laughs) Are we getting, some of these comments tonight, dude, this David, G-Man looks hungrier than a horse in a big man. (laughs) I feel like that's something he would say on this stage, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's something you yeah. say. Yeah, oh, I like it. Well, uh, Deacon, you called it out as your your wild card and and totally ruined my pick. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going with Brandon Cobb for this one. Uh, obviously had that giant day on Okeechobee. 
like Andy talked about with Swindle, where he just shows up in big fish events. I mean, when it's Lake Fork or Santee, the dude has just big days in the water. He knows where to find spawners. He can fish grass. He can fish shallow, especially when they're moving up like they are, as Wes explained earlier in the show. Uh, so I'm rocking with Mr. Brandon Cobb on this one. I like it. Heck, yeah. Surprise, no one. Oh, no. Yeah. Boomer, you got Patty Walters, right? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I want to know how come nobody picked Kennedy. What was the number one reason that the group didn't pick I'm, Kennedy? I, don't, I stay away from Kennedy in fantasy fishing because he freaking finishes 84th or he is in the top Dude, 30. I, I hit the lottery. I hit the lottery. I pick him one time and he top 10s, and that's the last time I'm going to pick him for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah that was incredible. Well, tech, you, I mean, allegedly picked him, Bailey. We, the show has the proof. I said it in the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm just saying it didn't show up on the points, but we get it. Yeah, like you, you picked allegedly. Bunch yeah. of bastards. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> so get down the road. I think the first event that I will pick Kennedy possibly will be Lay Lake in LA. Why are you ruining your picks? Because I'm just thinking about when I would pick him. Dude, now time. Adam's gonna pick him. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I gotta put, the, I gotta put the goose. I gotta put the egg. All right, like I have to make Adam think about it ahead of time. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Yes. Got it. it. All right, we're gonna poke some fun at our our guest for today. Then the, the Deacon. I'm picking West Logan for St. Lawrence River. We're laying some eggs here. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're just being mean now. Yeah, he'll enjoy it though. He knows we we poke fun. At it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's start th- go around the room and uh, pick our weights. We think it's gonna take to win. Uh, D can kick her off. Seventy nine eleven. Oh, what I got. Gilo. Just looking at kind of past results and uh, I don't know, man. I feel like it's just so hard to see more than a 20 pound average in so many events throughout the year, unless it's one of those crazy lakes um, that are just full of megas. But uh, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I don't have too much rhyme or reason other than that. I think it. Brennan. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, a little North of that. I, uh, I came in at 91, three, which is a 22.75 pound average roughly a day. So it's a little high, but we'll see what happens. I can get with it. Andy? Oh, give me one second. I accidentally lost my screen, so I don't remember what my weight is. So uh-huh. He's dividing his by two real fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not that high. I got it. I have 88.15. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. Well, you, Brennan, you thought you were going high. I'm going with 96. Uh, was it 90, 96.4. All right. They're going to smash him. All right. Yeah, I won't lie. Yeah. At first, I had 94 and change, and then I so kind of changed it back a little bit. No, <laughs> not now, before the show. But I picked most of my picks yesterday. Mm. Boomer, what about you, man? 77 8. 77 8. You guys are some Every time I looked at a tournament around there, there's one day of death. I don't know if it's weather related, but it's like guys have 25, 22, 7. And then they still <laughs> make the top 10, <laughs> and then they catch 24. So I just figured. Well, I mean, beyond the wind, um, it's relatively consistent in regards to sunny, warm, and it just switches to go south, south, north, north for this week. Yeah. Yeah. But who won won last week? Mm -hmm. And nighttime temps, like stable weather. So hopefully that's everything we need to have a solid event here. It'll be interesting. 
That's for dang sure. But what was it with you West Coasters going so low for these events? Just being not... realistic. You're just anti-Bassmasters. They don't come They're out. They're just anymore. trying to not be like Bart and take like... Yeah, I feel like I'm just scarred from that. Like whatever Bart's was, I would take like 15 pounds, pounds less. less and I almost <laughs> always got it. <laughs> you yeah, found you the formula. <laughs> You'd also I have to... It's... I'm sorry. You're good. Go ahead. I just think it's because I'm a tournament angler and I always... Damn. I got interviewed by uh, James Watson at the Saginaw Bay last year. He's like, what do you think it's going to take to win? And I said something like 12 pounds. I think it's going to take 12 pounds a day. And he like just put the mic down and said, turn the camera off. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> 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 like, I think, uh, yeah, I think I always pick a little bit lower because I'm hoping that nobody catches him as good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's a tournament thing. I, don't think. I hate picking big weights. It's all mental. Yeah, that's funny. Who won last week's though? Like it was right in the middle, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it was. Eighty-six was what Tyler had, right? It was eighty-six something. Eighty-six, yeah. I had. Who won the tiebreaker? They got extra points. I had eighty-eight nine. I had eighty-seven thirteen. Yeah, we were all pretty close there. I think I, I lost cool. being too low because I think I had eighty-four something. Still, I mean, that's within two pounds of it. Like that's eighty-nine nine here. I had eighty nine twelve. So yeah, I was probably the farthest. Deacon won because I had eighty four three. So Deacon won that one. It's because he went last. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. I think I went first on that. <laughs> yeah. Deacon's like, I'm never coming back. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Screw this show. <laughs> we ruined fantasy fishing for Deacon. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Well, boys, any other? Uh, Comments, predictions, takeaways uh, for this coming event on Lake Seminole. Are we doing anything with Drain the Lake? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Good call. No, I think it's going to be a really fun event to watch on live because I, I have a funny feeling there's going to be constant action of something going on. Grass fish, they seem to just bite in waves whenever they show up. And if that's what guys are going to do, just big sticks, braid, and a lot of noise and fun. I look forward to watching it. Heck yeah. All right, and, let's go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Deke. I was just going to say one one thing I just remembered takeaway from um, Okeechobee. Awesome day one coverage of uh, of the lead event. I, I struggle sometimes on those day ones on live because it's like, man, you don't know who's going to be doing good, right? And they're just going to pick guys that are local or some storyline behind them on that day one. But, I mean, you had Scott Martin cracking them. You had – some awesome angler footage on day one, which made it fun to watch. So kudos to Bassmaster, and I think oh, I lucky, but that was fun to watch. For sure. Uh, we do have an update, by the way, uh, from Keith Poche. He's got the little boat. Oh, so the rumor is true. He probably did get stuck in some fence somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I'm here for it. That thing's awesome. All right, let's go around the horn uh, and give your uh, – how many points and et cetera, like how you did last week on drain the lake, uh, shoot out, shoot off your points, uh, and then your percentile and then, uh, give your picks for Seminole Deacon. Let her rock. All right. I had 1,669 points. Um, 94.1% pick on that. Uh, and Seminole, I've got golden Ram, Clifford perch, drew Benton, Joey Cifuentes, Drew mm. Cook, Buddy Gross, John Cox, John Cruz, and Kyle Welcher. I like it. 
Brennan. All right. We uh, ended with 1,456 points, 66.7% overall. Not good. Uh, we're going with Drew Benton, Drew Cook, Bernie Schultz, who didn't get a whole lot of attention in this go round, but he's got some success here. Uh, Caleb Kufal, also going Clifford Purge, Josh Douglas, grass expert, loves Florida, Mark Frazier, and Clint Davis, Alabama flipping guru. Let's see what we got. I like it. Andy? All right, so for Drain the Lake, I had 1,437, which put me at 61.8. Um, for Seminole, my Drain the Lake, I have Benton, Cook, Mark Frazier, Micah, Keith Poche, Holman, Cobb, and Gaston because of Boomer's little insight earlier. So I decided to throw him in there. Thank you. I hope it works. Well, I might actually make Boomer happy because I had Gaston before he even said Gaston. Hey. Uh, So, my drain of lake uh, sucked. I had 1,315 points, 38.8%. I have four Seminole. I have uh, Drew Benton, Scott Canterbury, Caleb Kufal, Brock Mosley, Drew Cook, Gaston, Prosnick, and Mark Frazier. So that's kind of a stacked crew for that one. Boomer, finish us off. I I augured in, man. I had twenty three percentile. I stunk. Thousand seventy three points. Mm. I don't think I'm giving enough attention to this too, because I normally like spend a bunch of time on all the buckets, and then I come in here and pick a couple guys like I'm ordering <laughs> pizza. <laughs> you know, oh, we'll talk back, quick, quick, quick. Um, I picked Sifuentes, who I was wanted to say I was really troubled and wish they didn't put him in Group A in this. On the other side of things, Cobb, Canterbury, Christie, and Poche. If I bomb again, I'm just going to take the same picks from the the normal and just put them in this one too. But as long as you did, you, did you get so little points, Boomer? Because you you can put eight in this. Put eight. Eight eight <laughs> oh anglers. God. Eight anglers in drain the lake. Did you only have no four way? Five? Yeah. <laughs> I like playing with Boomer. We should play with him. Yeah, you know what? I shouldn't have said. You want to play fantasy poker? You want to play fantasy poker? I thought he was, dude. I thought he was short too, and he read him off. I'm sitting there like, is he talking? You guys want to start betting money? Oh, you want to know the worst part? I did so. I had eight guys and still sucked. Oh, you did. I'm gonna go back and pick a few more guys. We'll we'll make sure you pick eight this time too. That's way more honorable, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's really worse is picking like half the amount you need or not picking any at all. Oh. Man, I'm glad he said something. I'm glad that uh, he took the opportunity to give me a hard time because I would have just wrote it with the five. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Been all pissed off. I suck at the drain the lake. <laughs> oh, oh, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, folks, uh, I like how people are throwing their points and in, in their percentages. Throw that in the chat. I like that. We mm-hmm. should start doing that on fantasy shows, getting seeing how people are doing. I saw I, someone up here had a really good Doug Houts, man, two thousand points in the ninety nine percentile. There oh, was more, there was more. Yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, one in fourth. Yes, yeah, I think T one D Steve is actually sitting in fourth in draining the lake. Yeah. Awesome, damn son. All right. Uh, we do. I think you can still join groups on fantasy fishing. Um, if you guys, uh, I think you can still join it. If so, if you haven't joined our group, 
Uh, we have the link down in the show notes if you guys do want to join the Sears Angler Podcast uh, Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing League. Feel free to go and join that. But, uh, fellas, anything else to uh, to cap on Lake Seminole before we call this thing a night? Hmm. No, going once, going twice. I think this is going to be a good a good one. That I have a feeling that this is going to be weird. Like random people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I kind of feel like if Swindle wins, I'm and Andy picked him, and he wins, and he gets his first elite win. I'm done with fantasy fishing. I think that'll be the end of it. But I feel like it's going to be that weird of a tournament. Like, a lot of weird stuff. I mean, because it was where Latimer got his, right? Yeah. I just And they don't go there as often as – I don't know. It's kind of a cool place, too. So, Heck, yeah. Will we see a Dirty 30? Ooh. I I know Nick, by the way. What's up, Nick? Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I say we see a 28. I was gonna say a twenty-eight plus sounds more reasonable. Thirty is hard for me to get behind, but could could be unless somebody finds like a magic pocket or like flat that's protected from wind and it's just loaded with megas on beds. Big yeah, fish. What's little... big fish gonna be nine four. I'm, yeah, I'm I, right. I, I think bigger than Okeechobee. I almost want to say we might see a bigger one. Uh, I was going to go like nine, seven, nine, eight. I was like nine and a half. Going to be right under 10 pounds. Here's a better question. The guy that catches the big fish, does he make top 10? No. 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 He doesn't have a limit. (laughs) Are we going like Derek Hudnall at Cayuga when he caught that like eight eight and a half? Yeah. And only had three fish. That's like, that's what, I mean, doesn't happen. It does. It happens rarely in elite events and stuff. With guys that all know what they're doing, but in like club derbies or like a bass oh, nation, like my gosh, someone always brings in like a nine pounder and they have nothing, right? Like it's just like what? Got <laughs> <laughs> four rats and a nine. Like how? Yeah. That's how I Shasta mean, gets one all the time. Somebody catches a right? nine and then they catch three bass and win a three day tournament after that. <laughs> one one pounder and a half every day and still win. Oh. All right, I got a question for you guys before we we call it a night. Um, sorry, Boomer, I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish your no. point quick. No, I, no, we're good. I was just gonna make fun of Deacon. I think. <laughs> I got, oh, Deacon, I got eight. <laughs> Deacon, I got eight. I can have eight, right, buddy? Just looking out for you. You might want to keep Thanks, making fun of me, Boomer. Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, so a big shout out to a buddy of ours, Nolan Miner, who at the Harris Chain last week for our kayak event in practice caught a 914 would you guys be pumped to catch a 914 or pissed that it was two ounces off a of 10 pumped and pissed can i be both <laughs> i'd be i'd be pumped i'd be i'd be more upset though that it was in practice that would, that would piss me off actually he, he caught it off a bed that was about to get 30 mile an hour straight winds all day long on it so that's why he's like screw it i'm gonna catch a big one Good for him. I think I would have still held off. I would have been like nervous. Yeah, I would have went up in the next day and like let it get dirty and just drag like a quarter ounce freaking baby brush hog for three hours straight and hope you come over the bed and get her to bite then. But I'd still be jacked about the 914. I wouldn't care. See, I'd be pissed. I don't know. Maybe it's my yeah, OCD. It. be like, it's not 10. That's a giant dude. Two ounces away. But yeah, either way. Uh, super cool, super cool deal. But, uh, fellas, as always, appreciate you guys making time for the Fantasy Fishing Show. And a uh, big shout-out to everybody that tuned in live tonight. There are a lot of comments, crazy amount of engagement. Appreciate y'all. Um, it was a super fun show. As always, big shout-out to Mr. Wes Logan, 
who joined us uh, during his practice hours to uh, give you guys the inside scoop. Uh, that's a cool part to the show that we have this year, and he'll be on as long as he has signal, of course, the uh, duration of the season. So cool stuff. And, fellas, anything uh, anything else before we, we close this deal? No, I, I think the next time we'll see everyone is for the classic. Ooh. I think so. I think you're right. Hold yeah. on, let me pull that up. I think like March twenty fourth. Like I think yeah, there's quite the break. The you know, next. Can I go on a rant real fast? Why does Bassmaster do this to us? It's like back to back five weeks. Back to back five for the weeks. anglers, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, makes it easy for them. And he's like, screw the guys, fancy fishing. <laughs> like, I want you to go from California to Texas and then back to California. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> None of those guys do that anyway. Like, they all fly. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it'd be kill you if you had to go back and forth. That's why there's mm-hmm. one angler from Idaho and one angler from California, and neither one of them will be driving home until the season's over. So. <laughs> If you did, you'd quit the sport. (laughs) Yeah, so the next time you guys will see us, the next Monday Night Live Fantasy Fishing Show will be March 20th, and that'll be for the Bassmaster Classic. Uh, And for people that are attending, uh, we will be present. Uh, Deacon and I will be there. Uh, So if you guys see us around, we might have some merch. We might not. You never know. Uh, but come say hello, uh, Boomer Brennan. Are you guys are you guys both going to be at the classic? Um, I'm undecided, but if you see me there, say hi, punch me in the back of the head, do whatever. Deal. <laughs> Fire away, guys. Yeah, Fire away. eat the hell out of me. Yeah, I may not be able to be part of that show. I'll be on my way to Knoxville, Tennessee that day. Let me see. I'm looking right now. I'm if I sure. do, if I'm able to jump on that show, I think I'm on an airplane at the. We'll pay for your Wi-Fi to jump in on the airplane. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, I could do it on the airplane. That'd be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> like people are like, trying to sleep, and Boomer's like, "You guys have no idea how important fantasy fishing is." <laughs> <laughs> could you like, shut that kid up? I'm trying to listen. <laughs> shut that kid up. He's like sitting there on the plane. Everyone's sleeping. He's Bright Smith. Bright Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, so not even in the class. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even think about that. He's not in the classic. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, my my girls they love him. Like traveling with him, he's become a real close member of the family, and they they're so ruthless to him. And they told him last tournament, "Hey, try not to suck." That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's poor guy. I feel bad for the guy. He needs better well, friends. <laughs> Well, Boomer, uh, if you're not able to make that show, we'll we'll uh, we'll figure something out. You, regardless, yeah. uh, folks, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you're doing good. Oh Ugh. yeah. All right, folks, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>
And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.